Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Welcome, everybody, to episode 17 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm one of your co-hosts, Phil Souza, and I'm here with my co-host, my good friend, and a member of the Bad Batch. It's Jack Ultramat. How you G- doing, Jack? Come on, Sergeant. We gotta get over there. It's like uh, very G.I. Joe, the Bad Batch, and I like it. Like G.I. Joe yeah. cartoon. That's why I, I like them, because of that. Yep. Really cool. On, we're talking Clone Wars, by the way. I'm not just, you know. You knew that, though. They knew that, right? They were aware. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they knew. They clicked down. Well, they, they saw the title of the episode, and they knew exactly what we were talking about before mm-hmm. we even started. Okay. Yeah. It's It's been phenomenal so far. Uh, Clone Wars is here. It's back, uh, and it's uh, better than ever, possibly. Uh, that's up for debate, probably still, but uh, it's really, really good. Season 7 is upon us, and uh, first of all, uh, we apologize for not missing last week. We don't plan on doing that very often, but... Um, it was one of those weeks where Jack was crazy busy, but more uh, more impactful was my illness. I've been sick really off and on for about two and a half weeks straight, and uh, last week was one of the worst. I had a really, really bad ear infection. It was very painful, and so uh, I was completely out of commission like from really like Thursday through the entire weekend. I, I just didn't do any, I didn't see any member of society except for my it's wife and child. It's confirmed that it was not coronavirus, right? I don't know. We we'll don't know see, we'll for see. sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll, I'm alive and we'll see. I survived it. We so. shall see. Uh, I, I still have um, partial hearing only in my right ear and my left ear. I can mostly hear out of. So I think I'm here and I can do this podcast today. Normally, whenever I use headphones, it really opens up my ears. So I think okay. you're in good for a treat today. All right, I think you're going to leave here. Well, no, I'm saying you're going to leave here and you'll be like, I can hear again. Uh, I've taken, like, if you go to the pharmacy and. You just start walking down the over-the-counter aisles. I've taken most of those drugs this week. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Pain relievers, Benadryl, um, Sudafed. Poured a neti pot into your eyeball at one point. <laughs> I, and, and then step behind the counter like antibiotics. So, yeah, I've taken a lot of... I've, I've put eardrops in my ears. I've, I've taken a lot of stuff this week. So wow. You're uh, back in action. It seems like you're I'm back. back. Yeah. Yeah, I can t- I can speak and I can somewhat hear. So uh, here we go. Let's do right, a podcast. Let's do the podcast <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, part of the thing that happened over the last couple of weeks is um, I watched almost no Disney Plus. So I've been kind of trying to catch up a little bit just in the last half of this week. But um, I went like ten or eleven days straight with like I was in a regiment of watching Clone Wars every night, like just trying to catch up on all the previous seasons, mm-hmm. and I pretty much. Stop that for about 10 days, 10 or 11 days straight. And then the last few days, I've been trying to catch up a little bit. So I literally watched season seven, episode one and two this morning, cool. <laughs> just to make sure that I could Ready actually come into the studio Run and on. talk. So, 
if you're just joining us for this podcast, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Uh, this week, as we already mentioned, we're getting into Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7. And uh, Jack and I were talking a little bit before we hit record. I think what we're planning on doing is every other episode of this podcast, we'll be talking about The Clone Wars. Cool. I think talking about The Clone Wars every single week may not give us a whole lot to fill out a whole show. Not to say that the show isn't great. I've been really enjoying it. But I watched episodes one and two back to back this morning. And mm-hmm. I'm glad I watched them in succession, quick succession like that. And I'm not saying like I'm probably going to watch them as they release every single week. But then they'll build up that but way. But yeah, I just I think there's going to be a lot more to talk about. And, and I almost kind of assume that because of the writing staff, like the, the same writing staff wrote the first two episodes, the same writing staff. Uh, staff is writing episodes three and four together and so i kind of feel like they're almost going to kind of go in pairs like three and four would be natural to talk about in one show so i think next week we're going to talk about a different uh thing and we'll talk talk to you about that at the end of this episode but for today we'll talk about episodes one and two if you've only seen episode one you can still watch listen to the first half of this episode hit pause when we can switch over to episode two and then come back and listen to this episode if you've seen both episodes we're going to spoil them talk about them and everything so you are uh, in the right place if you've already watched both episodes. Um, before we get into that, Jack, I wanted to ask you, remind me, first and foremost, and then, of course, the listeners at home, what is your history with the Clone Wars? When did you watch them? How much of it have you seen? I've, I I believe I've seen every episode. Um, okay. My recall of it is still spotty because I've been, it, it was, it's been off the air and it hasn't been making new episodes until Disney Plus came out. Yeah. Um I say the last two weeks at least. Um and um I love Star Wars. So like I I kind of any Star Wars content I can get my hands on I'm going to watch cuz it's the first franchise of any kind that I ever gravitated toward and yeah. it was a big a big deal in my childhood. So like I am um, like the Clone Wars I think it's well done. Um the Clone Wars movie watched that uh-huh. I'm in theaters. I remember it being really good and thinking I think I saw it in theaters. I thought it was cool that they could do that with an animated movie. Yeah. And then um, there's a Clone Wars animated show that's that was on the Cartoon Network. Have you ever seen that? And it is actually interesting because um, it does Clone Wars stuff, but it's got Darth... C- no, it has... Uh, what's his name? Uh, General Grievous on it. And mm-hmm. General Grievous is a much better dude on that show. Cool. Than he is on anything else. Because there's times when General Grievous is kind of a joke Yeah. yeah. some people. And on that show... He was like a force flat out killing up. Jedi straight up. Like yeah. he was, a, you know, it's weird how they did it. They did it, did it differently. So anyway, yeah. Um, so I'm almost done with season three. I like, like I said, I got really halted over the last couple of weeks. It slowed that progress down quite a bit. I was gonna try to get to season four even before season seven came out, but I, I didn't make it there. But um, mostly just because I was literally in bed for two weeks. But um, yeah, uh, I'm almost done with season three, um, and I'll, I'll actually talk about that when we get to season seven recap, because um, there's actually a, a moment that happens in season three that's directly referenced in this first episode of season seven, but I will probably get to season four in the next week, and then my hope is, I, I mean, I, I was going to try to watch all six seasons even before season seven drops. That didn't even get close to that. I, I was, I'm halfway through uh, season one through six right now. But I still hope to finish the first six seasons as I'm watching season seven. Gotcha. So like by the, by the end of season seven, I'd love to have watched all seven seasons cool. up to that point. So, um, But yeah, you, you mentioned it's been off the air for a while. The last episode that aired 
was in 2014. It's been off the air for six years. So I'm sure a lot of people are coming back to the show for the first time in a long time and are just trying to remember like what and it doesn't where feel it left like off. that long ago. Um, I believe it's Yoda. The last episode is Yoda is in the there's a Sith temple that he goes to fights Darth Bane, Darth. Uh, not Darth Plagueis. No, Darth Bane. You're Darth right. Bane, is that right? Yeah. Um, this didn't sound right when I said Darth Bane. Um, basically, fight, fights like a Sith. I almost say Force Ghost, but that's not really how the Sith work. Um, but anyway, essentially. And so, um, that's pretty cool. So, overall, I thought it ended on a pretty good note. And um, I think that uh, they've done a good job of kicking it off again. Like, it's got kind of a different yeah. take a little bit. The perspective is a little bit different because, uh, is it Reg? Is that the... Rex. Rex. Why yeah. did I say Reg? Rex, the, uh, he basically is... I mean, he's kind of been the, the main... Not one main character, but like kind of a lead character here. He has been, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's one of the uh, few clone names, clone characters that you see yeah. in the live action He's in movies. Rebels, isn't he in Rebels? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. He's, he he's actually, an old man in He's Rebels, kind of multi-generational. Right? Like yeah. He, you know, he existed before yeah. episode four and yes. after after episode six even. Yes. So yeah, it's um yeah, he's been around for a long time. So yeah, and I, I really like Rex a lot. Um he's one of the kind of the main characters of the show, even though it's it's Clone Wars is kind of a weird thing to talk about when you get off of the Jedi and start talking about individual clone characters because mm-hmm. they're all the same actor, they're all the same literally the same voice. Yep. Um, but they have different personalities and those they, they do a good job of trying to the voice actor that plays all those guys, I, sh- I should know his name because he's he's literally like plays eight, you know eight characters or, or more <laughs> in the series. But he, I think I think he does a pretty good job of you know enumerating them differently so that they sound differently, even though it's all the same guy that's just uttering all the same lines for all of them. But uh, two episodes in, twelve total. So I mean, we're already a sixth of the way through the yeah, the season. Nuts. So it's going to be over before we know it. Um, the final episode's going to be. Uh, probably early May, like right mm. right as summer hits. Okay. So, so yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, let's get into uh, some recap. We'll go ahead and recap both of the episodes and kind of give our thoughts along the way. Um, that Clone Wars is different than The Mandalorian. I felt like, I'm not saying that like, I mean, I did like the, I've liked, I've enjoyed watching The Mandalorian more than Clone Wars season seven. That said, I think, the first two episodes that we've already seen of season seven have been some of the best animated show ever that I've seen. Yeah. And it's really, really good. It's just that there's not a lot, there's not as much meat. And and I think we'll find ourselves kind of quickly going through these synopsis um, sections a lot faster than we did Mandalorian. Right. We would take, we would talk 30 or 40 minutes about just one episode of the Mandalorian. And I, I could see it, you know, maybe being 10 or 15 minutes per episode of Clone Wars, mostly just because it's, this is, I mean, I don't know how you feel. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't feel like this is like a, sh- a show for kids any- anymore. Like the first couple seasons of the Clone Wars, you can definitely tell that they were kind of go for, for very basic plots, very easy to understand things. Now they're like mentioning all these planets and races. And well, they built out this wor- this universe, and and also, I I do think that from a kid viewing standpoint, definitely younger, younger, like. I'd say twelve and up. I I would I would yeah. go okay twelve and up that sort of situation. Um, but the biggest thing with it is like you're saying, like they have fleshed out kind of the characters and they've fleshed out kind of the world you're in, and you're also you're kind of seeing that progression of Anakin slowly becoming an adult and the adult he becomes, and he's not as Pollyanna about stuff. Yeah, and he's um, 
got his own character to him. Even the way the, and I don't want to skip ahead, but like in this newest episode, even the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin now is not the same. Like it's just right. not the same relationship and uh, that they're going to play that out. And that's, how I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah. Because we've been left with this weird gray area where the Clone Wars, um, Attack of the Clones movie to the Revenge of the Sith movie, there's a big jump between Anakin and that yeah, and that middle that middle point. And we're, we're, the, we're, we're seeing the middle point. We're in now. the three year gap. There's yes. a, like in the timeline, the Star Wars timeline. There's three years that progress between those two movies. Yes, and so yeah, in in the course of three years. What, by the time Revenge of the Sith starts, you're like, whoa, like, what did I miss? It, it's because there's three years yes. that have transpired. And I remember thinking when Attack of the Clones ended, I remember leaving the theater thinking, I mean, they were really going to have to do a lot to get Annie over the edge to do what he's supposed to do here to become Darth Vader. Like, Yeah. And the, the goal was always... Is he just going to become Darth Vader and be like, I got a helmet now. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, the goal, <laughs> the goal was always that through this show, through, you know, 2008, I think it was, um, up to 2016, um, no, 20... What year was it? 2014. 2014. The last season. During all of those years of the Clone Wars, and of course, this final season, to tell that story. To say, like, okay, here's, we're going to span the gap in between episode right. two and three. Right. So. And we needed it. Because, like I said, it was a big jump. Yeah. And it's it's cool. It is it is a little jarring for me to go from season three to season seven. I've, I've not seen any episodes of four, five, six. Yeah. It's probably, there's probably a real big difference like there. It's, I, I mean, already, I'm, I'm already realizing how different Anakin is in this, in this season. Now, he's still not like full Sith, full, you know, Darth Vader. Obviously, they can't do some of that because that, that happens in during the course of the events of episode three, Star Wars <laughs> episode three, Re- Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, but they're already, he's already noticeably different. As, like I can tell that I've, I've missed a lot of um, stuff in four, five, six, which I intend to get to over the next couple months. But yeah, um, what noticeable, one noticeable omission right now is Ahsoka. Ahsoka has not been in the first two episodes and she's yeah. actually one of my favorite characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw a, a synopsis kind of spoiler thing and she's obviously been in the trailer. I think she might be in the next episode in episode three. Um, so I, I hope we get to see a lot of Ahsoka cause she, she's definitely one of the reasons I, I go to the show is for her. Right. So, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's been really good. Um, well, let's get into episode one. So it, it jumps straight into it. One of the things I appreciate about the episodes is every episode has that kind of, um, you know, um, there's that announcer kind yeah, of guy that's an explainer. narrator. An ex- yeah. It's an explainer for you. Yeah. And he, he's like, you know, the battle for Nazis or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's very, um, <laughs> that's very old timey um, 40s radio. It does. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds it's kind of like cool. That. So I, I like that about it. So. Um, I say 20s, 30s, 40s radio, like old school. And the it, Shadow is what I was thinking when I, I you know, I think Star Wars in general, like through the crawl, like the, every movie, every major movie has a crawl before it to kind of jump you straight into the action. Like we're we're not gonna ease into it or introduce it. We're just gonna tell you, okay, here's here's what you need to know. Let's let's go hang on yeah. for the ride. Mm-hmm. And and the show kind of um mimics that a little bit. So it's the Battle for Anaxes, uh, one of the Republic's largest shipyards. General Trench, who I remember from season one, I want to say season one or season. No, I think season two. Um, he's kind of like this spider like character. And he kind of clicks as he talks. A he bit. was in Monsters Inc. Uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> he does look a lot like him. He reminds me of one. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the boss? Who's yeah. the boss? James Coburn plays the boss <sighs> on Monsters Inc. In Monsters Inc. Yeah. He's a spider, right? Yes. Uh, I, can't, I cannot remember his name. Anyway, that's who so I thought. He's very similar that, to him. That's who I always think of. <laughs> but, 
But he's got some mech going on. Did he have the mech before? No, and it, and that's I can't I, remember. I, I don't know if the, if he appears in four, five, six. I didn't do that research. Um, but he, yeah, he does look very different than how he appeared in season two mm-hmm. when I saw him. And I think it's because I think I did read something where he 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 takes some damage in a fight in some kind of a fight. I don't know if Anakin goes toe to toe with him at some point. And at some point, he basically needs like cy- cyborgian kind of tech right. to keep him alive. And the mech um, union people you see in the and I'm again jumping ahead. There's a mech, the mech union people that you see yeah, in the, the second te- techno union. techno union. They um, they're kind of synonymous for that. And I remember when we saw them in the was it the Revenge of the Sith or maybe in the one before. Attack of the Clones, maybe the first time we see them. We see that incorporated mech stuff into people, and it lends itself to Darth Vader. Like So, like, yeah. when you think of Darth Vader, you think of the cyborg. You think of this man plus machine, and those people, that's kind of what they do. Like, they they're, have machine incorporated into themselves, and so now this guy, Trench, has that same kind of look going on, and uh, yeah. it kind of fits into this universe. Yeah, and, and we won't spoil it until we get to that part in, in episode two. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen episode two yet, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but um, they ramp that up to 11 at the end of episode two yes. as far as like cool. when, when machine meets man, what, yeah. what can it look like and right what can on. it do? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, anyway, uh, General Trench is obviously a separatist. Um, he's leading an attack against the the uh, the shipyard in Anaxes. Mace Windu, who's barely in it i mean he's he's i think he's pretty much non-existent in episode two right in episode one we see him at the very beginning he's he's very high level at this point like he's um i don't know if he's a member of the council they talk about this council that makes all these decisions about battles and stuff like yes this is a campaign that we're going to do or we're not going to do it i I don't know we see him just ever so briefly at the beginning anakin skywalker is obviously taking more of the lead on this and the uh that they're having trouble so like rex and i think cody as well both of them come in and they're kind of talking to mace windu and and again i think also is also there and they're complaining about how every time we make a move they seem to know what we're going to do before we do it or they no it's not so much that it's more that they adapt so they they see us do it once and then they immediately change their tactics to be able to defend that right so then we have to change our tactic again it's it's football right yeah so like that in your coach football coach like you, you do. You can only do a certain offensive play so many times before the defensive. The term, up. the term is uh, the person with the pen last wins. Oh, okay. So like you edit and you switch and you do. Well, oh, they yeah. are alluding to this algorithm. Yeah, have we got to that part yet? Yeah, that's that's in episode yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So they they are talking about this algorithm that they are detecting and uh, the signal, basically. And uh, they are not sure where it's coming from. They're not sure what's causing it, how they could have this intel uh, and either a spy or some other machine level thing that they've got figured out. So they were trying to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, they're, um, it's, it's like the enemy knows their playbook, like yes. the, the, to use a football term. So um, they say they're going to take a small squad behind enemy lines. Um, there's this... Uh, cyber center that relays intel to the troops um, that they've established on Anaxes. Roger, right. And uh, yeah, and uh, and so they're going to send a, a small team, a special forces kind of team, back behind enemy lines and, and basically try to cut off 
the source to the troops, like the, the, the battle droids troops. So, you know, they're sending out some kind of like, Hey, you know, every, all the troops move left or move right or whatever, take this side and flank the enemy on this side. And they're like, okay, if we can cut off the transmission point, then we can kind of turn the tide of this battle. And so, um, by the way, that's one of the things I really love about the show just in general is that it is about war tactics. Like, I, we have the Star Wars movies mostly because we love the stories about the Jedi and about these this small band of human heroes. Yes, but these the, the show almost seemingly not even interested in, in talking about any of that. Like they, they there are Jedi. Obviously, Ahsoka is a big part of the the narrative. Anakin's a big part of the narrative. Obi Wan's in a, a lot of the episodes, and but they really only exist as war heroes. Like they're generals. They call them general, like General mm-hmm. Kenobi, General mm-hmm. Skywalker. Um, and Ahsoka, even in her younger years, is is seen as like a leader. But most of the stories and most of the plots of these episodes is about red versus blue. You know, it's 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 this side of the battle versus that side of the battle, and right. how are we going to you know flank or attack or or if we strategize in this way? And and so a lot of the episodes are the politics of it, but. I think wisely they kind of dumb that down. And, they don't talk about it very much. And you know, I growing up, like I loved uh, GI Joe. I loved uh, that aspect of it. GI Joe is not as succinct, and it's also like it's the, some of this idea, but it's kind of some goofy storylines, like in their in the cartoon stuff. And also, their animation was really not good at times. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like yeah. this though takes takes a little bit of a cue from that, and it actually, like you said, it's the it's kind of the back not back stuff, but like the, the war part of it that you don't normally get to see. And it's, um, an aspect that it's kind of, uh, different. It's a nice refresh, refreshing change from, Oh, let's just talk about the Skywalkers nonstop. Right. And what, what that looks like, or the Jedi's nonstop or that sort of thing, because the ground troops basically are these clones that are basically cannon fodder for, you know, to, to, it's operation human shield yeah. on the Republic side. While on the uh, Empire side, basically, it's which is not the Empire yet, but they're the Separatists or whatever they are. Um, it's let's put some robots out there. So actually, who is more humane? Bill? <laughs> Who's actually the good guys? Here? You see your team separate. I'm a little then. worried now. I'm a little worried. <laughs> Wait a minute. I know the answer to this. It's all one team. <laughs> it's all one. Have you ever thought about that way? Darth Sidious is. Running both sides. He is. Yeah. He, oh, he absolutely is. And that, that to me is like the weirdest, like hilarity of the whole thing. Like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, du- Dooku is seen as, as kind of like the ultimate admiral of the separatists, but he's not. Like, I mean, he's, he's a fool. He's like, taking orders from, from Darth, Darth Sidious, who's in charge of all of it. <laughs> yeah. And laughing the whole time. Yeah. With his cackle. Weird. Um, in the same way that Rogue One, I think was refreshing for a lot of people to see boots on the ground, average Joes, nobody has any special powers right. at all. Um, it, you know, that people are like, okay, well, this puts the war in Star Wars, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like the Clone Wars has also done that for people too. It's right. like, okay, show me what the war is like. Yeah. You know, the, right. everyone talks about the Clone Wars, but we don't well, see it. And even know? the Clone Wars first referenced, uh, back, uh, Obi-Wan, like, yeah, I thought we were following the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember being a little going, what was that? Yeah, what's that? Uh, that's I mean, all that's that about. cool. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, it's it's been a great show to watch. So, um, so getting back into the the story of episode one, uh, they mentioned Fives, which he's a pretty major character from the first couple seasons. He dies, I think, in season two, maybe. They mentioned, um, so Rex is, is talking about these brothers of his that he's fought alongside Fives, Echo, Heavy, 
all those guys are gone. And, you know, there's just a few of us that are left. Um, and he says, you know, Echo's dead or whatever. But then they start, you know, figuring out about the signal. And they're like, is it possible it's Echo? Like, well, is it because, possible he's alive? Because, and he, he thinks this is possible because Rex says that this is only Echo would even know about this. Yeah, yeah. And there's no other person that would know about this. It has to be him. Yeah. It can't be anybody else. And he, so it makes sense to him, but he also doesn't want to believe it. And he's also like the clones are just that. They're clones. They do have feelings. They're a clone of Django Fett. They're a person with feelings, but they're not like they're they're second class citizens in this galaxy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're yeah. not they're they're not afforded the same things as real people, which is really weird. Right. And so him to go off on this limb to think this is possible, it's kind of off of his programming a little bit as far as who cares. I mean, that's not a person we need to care about. We need to move on with the with what the mission is. Yeah. But he can't he stays on it. Uh and and leads him to where does it lead him to the first time? The plan or the now you said it you said it first. The uh, Anaxes. And, and yeah, yeah, Anaxes. And the and basically then at this point they he is oh rewind. They team up with the Bad Batch, which is this be, uh, best of leftover parts. Yeah, the, battalion basically. The, so the Bad Batch is kind of like their that's what they, how they refer to themselves is is like a moniker that they came up with. They're technically Clone Force ninety nine is is what yeah. their uh, special forces team name is. But um, yeah, it's uh, have I missed this? Have they ever talked about this? In any, I've any never heard this before. Maybe. I've, these are basically defects for to to say it one way, but also like enhanced soldiers to say it well, another they, way. Well, they they're so. defects that ended up benefiting these yeah. these, these people. So it they is, kept, so happy they kept them. Yeah, so they kept them because I would assume when they have a bad batch like that, they don't keep them around. Yeah, normally, right? I mean, this. Is I mean, a, they're never going to talk about that. But yeah, yeah they they there probably are a lot of uh, defective clones that they just dispose of somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to go too much into that, but um, but yeah, these are defective clones that are actually like better than what they can normally produce. They have some aspects that are better. So like their leader is Sergeant Hunter. Okay, and he is kind of Rambo. Yeah, uh, he looks like Rambo too, and he's got like heightened senses. Like he can sense electromagnetism <laughs> in the ground mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, they have. Is it Tech? Um, yeah, Tech is one of tech them. Tech is yeah. the nerdy glasses guy, and but he he can he knows all about technology. When I, when I saw him, I was like, he's Donatello. <laughs> like, he is Donatello. Kind of like You're the, right. It's four turtles. Now, don't you think from a toy standpoint, this is a big deal? The other guy, <coughs> oh, that, who's the gigantic guy? Not Wrecker. 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 I got it right. Wrecker. And then um, there's a sniper. Crosshair. Crosshair. See, look at this naming. This naming is smart. Oh yeah, they can they sell, sell some toys, they'll, right? They'll sell a lot of toys from these four, and these guys are awesome. Especially if they're in more episodes. I, I if they if they at least make it to episode four, they'll just kill them and get you four, watch. They just all get incinerated. I, I think that's a, a very good possibility. No, I um, hope not. <laughs> that would stink. But um, even if they're in four episodes, that's a third of the show yeah. of, of season seven. So I, they could sell some toys off. Yeah, of that, they could for sure. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, they they say uh, if we're gonna go behind enemy lines. We're, we're never going to make it unless we have some elite soldiers. So I'm calling in special forces, um, clone force 99. Um, I really like these guys. I, I think they have a lot of personality. They, they each have like the, n- n- none of them are like full Jedi. Yeah. It's a but, team. It's the A team. Yeah. They've got special skills. 
they all have one skill that yeah. they are really good at. Yeah, and I, I think that that's the, really cool. They're like the best at. And they, they, it's it is interesting that I, I think it's Cody has like never heard of them, but Rex knows about them. But um, they have a storied history of like kicking butt like on several planets <laughs> like they, these guys have been around um fighting cool. battles in the, in the well, clone wars for a while I, I, they're a good addition so so yeah um anyway uh so okay so let's go back to i, I don't want to get too far into echo because we'll, i think we'll talk about him more in episode two but what we know of echo from episode, <coughs> from season three of episode 19 which is so crazy to me like i literally watch episode 3 19 so season three episode 19 right before I watched this episode. It was the, it was the episode that I watched right before this. And it was like, apparently the, the only episode you had to watch right. before this episode. And right. I just happened to watch that one. So I, I literally just watched echo die. And then in the very next episode, season seven, episode one, they were talking about echo dying. That's kind of, <laughs> yeah, ironic. it was really weird. I, I don't know how it lined up like that, but um, I'm probably the only person in the world that, that just did that by happenstance. People have probably but, went back and watched it now. Oh you know yeah, absolutely. Saying? But, but not in order. Yeah, probably just, just probably just snapping that, that one episode. That's phenomenal. Yeah, how does Echo die? So okay, so they're, they're they mention it. They mention the Citadel in even in season seven, episode one, and that episode is actually a batch of two or three episodes in a row that are all kind of combined into one story. And they are there's a Jedi I can't remember his name um, that they save from captivity. So the Citadel is is basically like a prison for Jedi mm-hmm. as a, a super prison, and they. They go the the operative their you know campaign whatever is to go in and break him out of prison. They also get uh, Tarkin out of prison, which is really interesting. A young Tarkin. I remember that. Yes, I remember um, this. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, they actually they actually break him out as well, and so they get the the high value you know tar- target not targets but uh, these people out of prison and they're going out and they're trying to make it to a transport ship and get off planet and get out of Dodge. And they just can't, they get under so much heavy fire that they can't leave. And so, in fact, it looks like they're all going to be shot and killed because they're kind of cornered. And so Echo, in this kind of sacrificial kind of move, says, go, 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 I got this, whatever. And so he runs out to one of the transport ships alone as the rest of them just kind of go back the other direction. And he doesn't get shot at. They were very smart about how, I don't know if they always planned on bringing him back, but he doesn't actually get shot directly. The ship, he goes to the transport ship, the transport ship gets blown up. Like it, it takes direct fire and it blows up. The explosion from the ship throws his body. And that's, that's all you see of it. You don't actually see him dead on the ground. You do see his helmet, his helmet like rolls at one point and stops. And it's got like scorch marks on that's it. That's cool. So it looks like he's dead. You're assuming that he's dead. And the, the rest, like Rex just kind of has this look of horror, of like his brother just died. And then they take off running and basically leave him for dead. to use, um, Phrasing from episode two of season seven. Cool. So yeah, it's it was neat to watch that like in real time right after, right before I watched this episode. But um, that that's the last time that we saw or even heard of Echo. Like I'm assuming he's never mentioned again right. in all of season four, five, six. So um, anyway, so they uh, this special forces. Let's talk a little bit about the combat. Um, I, I, I'm really enjoying the action in this, and it, to be honest, it kind of does remind me a little bit of the Mandalorian. Yeah, and they've they've got they've got that down pat as far as uh, what how people like their action. Um, people don't like you don't like stand behind one thing and just shoot at random. These these are not yeah like uh, the the dro- the droids are not good shots for the separatists and the stormtroopers. In Star Wars in general, are bad shots. 
The clones are a little better, obviously. Yeah. But even still, to watch all these people just shoot at each other at random and no one hit anybody. Yeah. It gets monotonous, and there's a lot of explosions. Uh, you add crosshair to it, he's going to snipe somebody. You add record to it, he's going to drop something on somebody. Uh, and they're just like unlimited on the droids that they're destroying, which is always smart. They have droids to destroy. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just kind of neat. Uh, the action is very uh, hard hitting, and like it looks, it looks. You know, realistic. I really loved that first fight scene that they got into. So they 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 go in on a transport ship. They're they're trying to land right next to the cyber center. They don't make it that far because the the ship actually gets um, shot down and it crashes in this kind of gorge area. And um, the 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 ship is in pieces. They t- they rip off Wrecker. I think rips rips off part of the ship and uses it as like this massive shield. It looks like it's three hundred pounds, but mm-hmm. he's just wielding it with two hands like it's nothing. And he actually puts it in front of the other three of them and all four of them go charging with like this moving shield, this metal shield Mm -hmm. basically in front of them. And they're firing over the top of the shield and from the sides and stuff like that, just pot shotting like several guys. One of them throws a a thermal detonator into the air. They fight. They're like, you know, Mark 327 or whatever. And he shoot, um, crosshair shoots it out of the sky. Like an EMP kind of scenario. It reminds me, it does. And there's some more fight, fight, fight in episode two. That's like this too. But it reminds me of, Mandalorian season one where um, you know in that case it was just one dude but but like it's it's one versus Mandalorian is one versus six this is like four versus 40 mm-hmm. and but it doesn't matter like you could send 40 droids at these guys and it's it, it's and they're gonna take care no of contest yeah, no yeah. Problem. and it's so just watching them like knife one and then shoot another and then flip over another and then you know record comes in and just like most six of them down with one punch like it's just so cool to watch that kind of fluid kind of action it's the kind of action that we normally would reserve for jedi but these like special forces units are almost jedi like in in the in the way that they can handle a huge crowd of enemies Mm -hmm. so um it's pretty cool to watch um general trench actually thinks they are jedi at one point like i don't know if you caught that line in episode Mm. one but like he actually says like he he sees how he, he sees the effects of that, how that first battle kind of goes down and they end up, t- they take down spider droids and huge, like, you know, mech type forces and general trench just sees the, the, uh, debris of what's left over. And he's just like, was that Jedi? Did Jedi attack? And they're like, no, it, was, it wasn't Jedi this time. Like it was, you know, they basically mm-hmm. have to like tell general trench, like we don't know what's out yeah, there. Yeah. We don't like, know what this is. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, Hunter is basically tracking the electromagnetism and they find their way. Um, there's a little bit of infighting that we see between Rex and Cody. Cody actually gets um, injured during the crash. So it's kind of Rex and the boys from this point on. But Rex and uh, I think one of his other na- unnamed um, guys are kind of fighting with them. You know, who's really in charge here? Is it Rex or is it these guys? They take an outpost, um, kind of Mandalorian style, where they just kind of go in and just kind of assassinate mm-hmm. droids very quickly yep. and uh, see the cyber center come up with a plan. Uh, they mow through them, uh, get to the cyber center. Tech takes a look at the computer. They say, okay, you're the, you're, you're the yeah, he's smart the guru. one. <laughs> and so he looks at the computer. Donatello does machines. Yeah. That's a fact, Jack. Yeah. Um, Rex says to look for an algorithm using, he says, use this sequence. And he gives him some kind of a card or something like that. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I, I, he, he has this hunch. He knows that it's echo. Yeah. And for, I don't know about you, but for a while there, 
I was wondering if they were going to make Echo a defector, like that he had defected over to the Separatists. Yeah, or they'd make him, oh, he's got amnesia. He doesn't know why he's on the bad guy side. Yeah. You know, and then, anyway. Yeah, I um, I mean, it, anything could happen. And actually, in, ep- in episode two, this is a, th- a small spot oh, yeah, for episode two, but like he, um, at one point, Trench actually says, um, no, it's not Trench, it's, it's the other guy. Um, I'll, I'll think of his name later, but he actually tries to sow that seed in their minds. Like, he, he's like, you left him for dead, you know. Oh, it's not, uh, I, I keep calling him Sniper. I use the Sniper as why. Uh, Crosshair. Cross, cross, yeah, Crosshair. Oh, right. Okay. He says yeah, that that's because right. he's very, Crosshair is Raphael from the Turtles. That's right. He's very, and, very um, rough. Rambo, what's his name? Hunter. Hunter is Leonardo. Yeah. It makes I sense. I guess the big guy is Michelangelo yeah, because he's it's silly kind of and funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they are the Loves turtles. Pizza. <laughs> I wonder if they thought about that when they. I, I don't know, but it was for. smart. Uh, the turtles are a long-standing thing, but they're you know 35, almost 40 years old now. So like <laughs> like it doesn't. It's not really a ripoff anymore because it's a trope. Yeah. So you know I, I don't know. So, I mean, I was already thinking in episode one, but in episode two, they really double down and have them kind of, um, you know, so in, so in the, those ideas of, you know, you left him for dead. Of course, he defected over to the separatists. He, mm-hmm. hates, you, he hates you now. <laughs> he's alive, but, you know, he's obviously working against you now. So, um, I was already thinking that in episode one, we don't get the answer to that until the end of episode two, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. And they do find the... Uh, signal and it's coming from a different planet it's from from skako minor or skako mm-hmm. minor i think they actually pronounce it both ways and but it's not an algorithm it's not like zeros and ones it's alive like there's someone that's speaking over this transmission and it sounds human and they're like it's got to be echo and at one point he actually says ct1409 which we know is echo's number and rex knows obviously and he's like he's alive mm-hmm. and so basically episode one ends with them getting out of Dodge, they leave the cyber center. Cause like, I think trench just has the cyber center completely surrounded at one point. They obviously, if they stick around, they're going to die. So they just, they got what they came for. They get out of, out as quickly as they can and barely, barely escape under fire. They, they basically make it out and now they know that echoes alive and that's how episode one ends. We got to find it. So it's cool. Any other thoughts on episode one? Before no, I thought it was on? a good setup, and on the season or the episode two is uh, of this season is really really solid too. So yeah, I think that uh, yeah, yeah. Let me cover all of it. So. Yeah. So um, we'll jump in uh, episode two. So episode one it was really about the clones. I, I was a little surprised that they didn't have like some uh, really popular characters in that episode. Um, we see Anakin and Mace right at the beginning, but it's mostly a Rex episode, and then and then these four dudes from the bad batch but in episode two it actually is quite a bit of anakin so uh still no ahsoka still no mace window still still no yoda but we do get anakin quite a bit in episode two uh anakin has this this interesting scene it's one of the actually few like non-war non-battle type scenes very kind of a sweet moment between him and padme at the beginning of the episode i don't know if you remember that um he is uh, basically video calling, Skyping. Yeah, it's a hol- hologram call. Um, he has this thing. Uh, Rex and him are really good buddies. Yeah, which yeah. Which is kind of neat. It's they, cool to see that, that, yeah. Out. Well, they've been together a long time. Like, yeah. So um, he basically says, hey, basically watch my back as I go into the uh, clone's barracks. Yeah. Um, he takes his helmet in, which is smart, uh, and he basically says, basically has Rex stand guard outside so he can then make his call 
1-800-CALL-ATT to uh, Padme, and they talk about, you know, feelings and love and <laughs> hearts and Ewoks. So, and they Remind uh, me of the timeline. They, they get married before the Clone Wars even start, right? Like, the, right at the end the of, of the second In clones? the middle of that movie, it's one of those scenes that's like... As the got, Clone Wars It's got orchestral music over the top of it. Uh, they're walking through an uh, orchid garden somewhere, and they're uh, getting married... And, in, um, in secret, at the end of secret. episode two. Yes, in secret. Um, he is still so young looking. Yeah. The actor. Yeah. And he's got that. Hey, oh, he's got that blasted fool's tail thing, hair thing at the back. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, I, I really I enjoy Anakin a lot more in the Clone Wars than I ever did in <laughs> episodes two and three. Not nothing against Hayden Christensen. I, I'm sure he's good in other movies but i think i've only seen him in these movies mm-hmm. in the star wars movies yes and so yeah he's he's a little hard to watch sometimes but i actually kind of like anakin from the from the clone wars he's even fun. though even though I, I know he turns bad eventually but um yeah it's it's a it's an interesting scene uh the two of them so obviously it's uh, virtual padme and you know in the flesh anakin having this conversation and for the most part, it's um, there's not a lot of plot movement here. It's basically you heard just kind of saying, uh, trust Rex, like, you know, the, the same way that Rex trusts trusts you to make decisions, you yes. need to trust him too. Yeah. So if he thinks he needs, we need to go to Skako Minor mm-hmm. and finds Echo, then yeah. you need to trust him and go he, with he him. Goes, and help him. He goes with his, uh, his instincts, which I thought I found interesting that he talked about uh, yeah. clone having <laughs> instincts. Uh, he goes, uh, comes out of the barracks. By the way, uh, Padme is is noticeably pregnant. No, I didn't this, really notice that. Yeah, yeah. How about that? She, okay. She's actually kind of, I mean, it's not like she's, you know, huge tummy-wise, but like she has both of her hands on her tummy as as they're talking. Interesting. And so um, I, I don't know how that lines up because like there's a scene in episode three where where he finds out that she's pregnant. Um so either this <laughs> one, one thing that I saw on YouTube is that um, like emergency awesome. He was talking about how he thinks that this episode is not before the events of of, of um, the, this episode two of season seven of the Clone Wars is in the same timeline as episode three. Like it's side by side with the events of it's been so long since I've seen Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen that movie, but I'm assuming there are parts where they, where they are apart and maybe they ramped it up fast then. Yeah. But like, so he already knows that she's pregnant. I mean, how like he's talking to her. And so are we going to see order? So. Are we going to see order 66 at the end of this? That's and that's what emergency awesome was thinking. I would love to see that. Yeah. I would love for in the same way for Ro- this. I hope I'm hoping this is the rogue one of, the Revenge of the Sith That's story, cool. like in the way, same way that Rogue One li- led right up to the events of Episode Four. I almost wonder if this runs like right it. up to the events of I'm glad. Order Sixty Six. We see this, so yeah, weird. Okay, but so anyway. um, they comes out. Obi Wan has started talking to Rex outside, yeah, trying to get information out of him. Uh, why is Anakin in there? Blah blah blah. Obi Wan apparently knows because he comes out and basically says, "Uh, why are you going to what's the name of the planet? Why are you going to?" Skeko Minor. Skeko Minor. Yeah. Uh, it's, we need to go there, blah, 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 blah. It, like, blows him off. And then he's like, well, did you at least tell Padme that I said hi? Yeah. <laughs> and then he kind of rolls his eyes halfway, Anakin does, and then walks off. Like, their relationship is not very good. No. Yeah, it's definitely just... It's kind of a bummer. But yeah. that, that, to me, is like kind of the signs of the end. Yeah. You know? It's coming. They, they have a lot of ground to cover over the next 10 episodes. Yeah. Like, it, like there's only... Sounds like a lot, but there's only like 220 minutes left of the Clone Wars. So, yeah. like in, in those min- number of minutes, they they really have to kind of see them 
separating pretty good because by the time Revenge of the Sith comes around, he's not interested in any kind of relationship right. with Obi Wan. Well, they don't so, like each other, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, they basically go off to battle. Um, they're going to go to Skako Minor, and um, you can tell Obi Wan's like kind of a, against this mission, but um, and he, you know, he's like, we need to talk to the council. But like you said earlier, Anakin's kind of foolhardy and was like, no, we're go- we're going. Um, they get to Skako Minor. It's this really rough planet. Um, I don't know that we've seen it before. A primitive planet uh, with primitive people. Uh, you they come into the atmosphere. It's this yellow haze of a, a planet. Yeah, and there's this, uh, this gigantic winged creature you see uh, flying in. So you know something's up. And uh, they then they that was a foreshadow because then uh, Tech says it's a very primitive planet, primitive to say the least. Uh, that's an under, yeah. that's an overstatement. And they basically worship these gigantic. Oh, winged creatures, these yeah, dragon, the, these the lizard na- creatures. The natives are called Poltex, um, which I don't think we've seen their race before. And they worship the Kiridax, which are, um, it kind of reminded me of the the kind of winged creatures in the Mandalorian, like in the, the final episode of yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, and, and actually this is a, a tie-in because this is actually the How to, how to Train Your Dragon universe as well. So. Okay. Yeah, Where makes these sense. animals come from. Continue, <laughs> sorry. It's toothless. It's toothless. <laughs> Um, the flying rep- reptiles, these Kyridax actually attack the ship, um, after it lands, one of them quickly grabs Anakin in no time at all. Uh, Anakin drops his lightsaber on the ground and, and flies off and, um, Crosshair does this really cool, like in the moment kind of move. He fires a, uh, a, a bolt in, into the air. It's like a grappling hook type of thing, attaches it to one of the Kyridax. I, I think it's the same one as, that has Anakin. And uh, Hunter grabs the rope and ends up going for a ride. So he ends up kind of flying, you know, like attaching on and kind of ri- going all, along for the ride. Um, he follows it all the way to their base and kind of takes a position kind of high grounds above this base of Poltex. Um, and I wanted to play a little bit of the audio that the, the Poltex have. I, I don't, again, I don't think we've seen this race before or seen them. Maybe in the back, they've been in the background of some kind of cantina scene or something but like that. that but before you cue that up, they, yeah. they do a cool thing. And you may be talking about this too, the language part of it. Yeah, it's uh, cool. It's smart what they did with this. Uh, and uh, it doesn't, it's good because they don't just explain it away easily. Yeah. They have to come up with a solution. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what they sound like. Okay, I think we're gonna have a slight communication problem. <laughs> so the 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 audio, like the the sound editing in the show, has always been really good. Yeah. But when I heard that, I was just like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, it's smart because, like I said, then they've got to come up with how are we going to um, solve this because they'll just start yelling at each other and someone will just end up dying. You know, Star Trek. Was always the universal translator was the yeah. explanation. <laughs> they just have it automatically, so yeah. they can figure it out. Uh, Star Wars normally you have C three PO right to figure this he, out for he you. Human cyborg li- relations. There you go, and because he can speak a billion languages, like six thousand, yeah, yeah, and so or the dialect of something else. And uh, in this situation, they're just kind of out there speaking to this primitive uh, creature. So yeah, um, Tech basically ends up becoming the translator for them. He's basically the C three PO of the situation, and translates in between them, and they are able to have a conversation just because Tech has some kind of a device that it's kind of a C three PO like cyborg kind of device that he's holding in his hands, and he's able to somehow like within a few seconds kind of determine how to speak their language, and then he speaks 
into his helmet. Anyway, it's, it's not explained, but somehow he is able to kind of uh, understand and yeah, speak Yeah, it, it gets them. us there, though, as opposed to just hand signals or something later that they have to figure out. Yeah. This is better. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool, though, that they didn't... Like, I, I like that Star Wars is a big enough uni- universe, a big enough galaxy, to, I guess, um, to say that, you know, not everyone speaks English, <laughs> you know, or whatever they're calling this human yeah. human language. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, like, everyone, you go to the Senate, and everyone is speaking one language, but that doesn't mean that everyone, like, in the Outer Rim and stuff like that knows how to speak this well, language. Well, and even Jabba. So, Jabba. Yeah, exactly. Hades, you know. yeah. Yeah, you either speak Hutt or you don't, so. Yeah. You know, whereas, like, you think about Han, like, Han could, Han knew what Jabba was saying. Yeah, we didn't know what he was saying, which is really weird. And there's a lot of languages in, in the other movies, but they just keep adding more and more races of of these, um, you know, primitive uh, species that don't. They only know their language, and they haven't learned to speak anything yes. else. Yeah. So very interesting. Um, so he translates. Um, Anakin basically through the translator says, "We didn't bring, tell him we didn't bring the war here." Uh, Wat Tambor, that's the one the guy I was trying to think of earlier, uh, and the Separatists did. So now that they're on Skako Minor, they're not in General Trench land anymore. They're in Wat Tambor. Wat Tambor is basically the leader of the Techno Union, right? Um, which created, of course, pro- most famously created the the droids. Um, at one point, he says. There's actually a scene with Wat Tambor where he's like, they won't attack us here on Skako Minor. They won't actually pull that, you know, go through with that plan. And his reasoning is because we're neutral. And I had to look this up because I, I didn't understand what he was saying. Like, he built all the droids. They're not neutral. Like, they, they've been supplying an entire army for the Separatists. They are clearly on the Separatist side of the war. But does war. he supply stuff for the... He, he also, as well. Wat, Wat Tambor also builds ships mostly uh-huh. for the Republic. And is the Emperor probably pulling strings for them too probably at some level yeah right. yeah i'm sure and yeah i'm some of that double-sidedness i think is just inherent in yeah. in the overall plot but mm-hmm. yeah um it, he's like the, the reason he won't attack us that rex and his and his guys and anakin won't attack us is because we're neutral i just I've, i found that so laughable that he thought that that was actually going to be the case right but um and clearly they, they do attack obviously um here in a little bit but um he said we just came for one of our men we're not here to you know, to bring a war to your planet or anything like that. Um, you know, he's being held prisoner in Percal, I think is the nearby city. And then we're, we're out of here. We'll leave, leave you be. And so that basically settles them down. I thought we would see more of the Poltex and, and that we don't like, that's pretty much the, the whole thing. But. The leader here sends, um, sends uh soft serve, uh, ice cream, sent, <laughs> serves, uh, serves them up, uh, a couple, uh, guides, they take him literally to this big rock, yeah, where Hunter already is, and then they, um, then they're done. Yeah, I, I almost wonder if they'll come back and see in episode three though. Like they're, they're not, they're they're still on the planet at the end of episode two, and I wonder if maybe the Poltex have to help them escape or something like that. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to see more of that. I'd, I'd like to see them fight because we don't see anything, any active aggression, right. except for the actual like taking of Anakin, which re- really wasn't them. It was the uh, Kiradak. Um, creatures, but yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to see them fight up up against droids. That I think that'd be kind of cool to watch. Um, so there's a couple little scenes before we get back to fighting. Um, we mentioned this already, but there's the the uh, uh, bad batch are kind of accusing them of leaving Echo for dead, which makes them angry, and they start to kind of um, you know rough up each other a little bit. Um, Rex says he's seen. He's like looking down at the ground and I think he's talking to Anakin. He says, I've seen so many of my brothers fall during this war 
and I've learned not to hang on to any of them, but this is different. And he's talking about echo how, you know, earlier, like, like we were saying heavy and, um, can't remember the other guys fives. fives, like all these guys have, have died and I've watched them all die one, one by one. You know, this is, it, we talked about the, there's a pretty big gap, but in the span of a war, three years, isn't a lot of time. And so like in, in just, you know, maybe 24 months time or whatever, he's seen all of his, all of his best friends, as closest compatriots right. die one by one. He's like, and Anakin is like, you know, you're so hung up on this guy. Like just, you need to forget about him. He's like, you know what? I'm pretty good at forgetting people that I've watched die right side by side right by me right but this is i'm telling you this is bad because he he feels like he left him behind he feels like he was you know it's his fault which is you know anyway so the signal comes back uh for a little bit in this episode that it actually completely disappears they think oh no like how are we going to find him or was it or was it a trick or that sort of thing yeah that's true that's true they they actually suggest that possibly it's a it's a trap like they're being drawn into right. this situation it's a trap <laughs> um and uh then we learn later actually that the signal only spins up when tra- transmission is occurring so yes. like when that when data is actually being transferred off of the planet that's when the signal comes out so it's like okay well that's why it stopped there for a little bit um there's kind of a, a star warsian trope when they get to the facility, the this techno union facility in Percal or whatever it is, where they say, uh, it's okay, it's gonna be a stealth mission. We're just gonna get in, we're gonna get our man and get out, and the doors open and yeah. and, and the battle droids are like, blast them. Yeah. And so then they have to fight their way out of there. Uh they're cornered at one point, but then they're not really cornered because they just start blasting everybody to bits again. Yeah. Uh, and then uh tech Again, the action is so good. Yeah, like, the action is watch, great. watching them just Yeah. And these droids look a little different than regular. Yeah, I I, I was wondering, and again, I haven't seen four, five, maybe six. they're an added techno union kind of creation. Maybe, I, yeah, I don't, I, don't I, I haven't gotten far enough in the series to know if they've appeared before. But yeah, yeah. it was really cool to watch it. But they're still just as uh, destroyable. Yeah, because they <laughs> they go quickly. Um, they get on a lift. Um, Tech and Rex get on this lift. They go up um, and find. Um, the room. Are we ready for that part? Yeah. Right before that, they see like a little video feed of Watt Tambor and he's just like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's like, this is pointless. He's like, I knew all your moves. Uh, yeah. I knew you, I, 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 all your moves were played out for for us. Uh, your friend is dead. Basically. Yeah. He says, your friend is dead. His mind is ours, uh, which, you know, obviously is, we find out like a minute later what that means, but it's, it's clearly like, okay, we're, we're controlling him. Yeah. So he uh, then uh, Rex and Tech go to the uh, top room. Uh, there's a cryostasis chamber looking thing there. Yeah. They pull him down. And uh, in fact, uh, Echo is intact. He has been cryogenically frio- frozen. What? <laughs> cryogenically frozen. And, um, but also his mind is still being used. Comes down. It's very uh, uh, Matrix. Yeah. Like comes out. He's all hooked up to tubes. Uh, and then, basically, he's like, "Oh, I've got to escape the citadel." Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, it's like it's like, him, like flashback time. Like literally, no time has passed. You know this that that that. I mean, I'm guessing I'm that that um, citadel scene happened a year ago, or whatever. And yeah. it's like he like he literally thinks he's still there. Like it, that he just picked up right where he left off. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, we we gotta get out of the citadel." <laughs> and so <laughs> then cra- he yeah, watch. yeah. And so then uh, they get him out and are basically like. He's okay. I thought he was going to die or something. 
I thought he would almost immediately die or like once they disconnected him, he would just immediately die. Um, you know, utter a few lines and then just die in their but arms. But you're led to believe that. I think they're going to get out with him. Uh, he's, um, uh, he actually looks up at Rex and says, Rex, you came back for me. And then, um, the last line in the episode is uh, trooper. You're going home. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think he's going to survive. Thoughts on this. That I, will they he, won't kill him at this no, point. No, but will he be so broken that he's not savable? Will he, is it actually a trap as well? Yeah. Do we ever, I, I need to go back and I, I should probably watch Revenge of the Sith in the next week or so, but it's, it's just been so long. I don't remember half of the stuff that happens in that movie. We don't, I'm assuming we don't see Echo in, in episode three. I, I, I don't know. Revenge of the Sith. I don't know. Okay. I had to look it up. Um, I, cause I know we see Rex like, and possibly Cody. Um, I, Rex is, is kind of a main character in some of the battles in in revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember if echo is seen on screen or not. Well, he, he must not have been though. Cause there's no way he's in revenge of the Sith because in season three, he dies and everyone just goes, okay, well of course he's dead because he's not in, in episode, episode well, three of the movies. <laughs> So who shall know? We yeah, shall see. we'll have to look it up. But um, yeah, I, I'd like to go back and watch the the movie just because I, I really feel like it's I think a lot of people are expecting this final. Everyone knows it's the final season of the Clone Wars. There's nothing after this. The next 10 episodes are it that it's got to it's got to point at least point in the right direction of Revenge of the Sith, if not um, tie up very seamlessly mm-hmm. with it, uh, kind of like Rogue One did for episode four. Okay, so. A um, couple just general points. I, the CGI in this show astounds me. I, I've I've really enjoyed it. You go back and watch the original Clone Wars movies, or even the first two or three seasons of. I, like I said, I'm in season three, almost done with season three. The CGI isn't like night and day different, but everything looks just so much more real in this season. The facial animation, uh, the way that they walk, the way that they talk, even like the way that their, their mouth movements and stuff like that. Everything looks photoreal to me. Um, the colors and the way that the uh, things uh, bounce and strike against each other is just so much more pronounced. They're obviously working on, you know, 2020 tech, you know, their mm-hmm. computer computers are rendering <laughs> video a lot better than they could back in um, even six years ago, let alone 10, 12 years ago. But I, I'm just really enjoying the CGI. It looks really, really good. It's very b- vibrant. Um, hard, kind of hard to explain why it looks the way that it does, but it looks great. Um, I really like the idea of of elite clones that, you know, this hasn't, we, we've seen clone troopers or, or, uh, storm troopers that are elite because of the weapons that they wield. So like, you know, take like the Mandalorian, for example, that, that storm trooper is going to be difficult to take down because he's holding a Gatling gun or that storm trooper is going to be yeah. difficult to take down because he's holding a flamethrower. Uh-huh. This is not that this is like. You, you take away all their weapons and good luck trying to take record, yeah, and they record just, down. Yeah, ine- inevitably, know? like, they have a, another level, like, another level of ability. I'd like to know why they're, why it's like that. And how, why are they making all of the troopers like this now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, how, how couldn't they reverse engineer record yeah. and just make them all records? And maybe all of the, maybe all the rest of them are kind of dumbed down. And maybe this is, the, if the thing's cranked up to 11, this is what comes out, so. yeah. I, I just I, I'm surprised they haven't done it before um, this season and 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 if they have if you're listening to the show and they have you can write the show and and uh, yeah. let us know Disney Plus reviews Very at cool. hotmail.com. but yeah it's been cool to, to watch that 
Um, I, this is not at all new. This has been done in a hundred other episodes of the TV show and the movies and stuff like that. But I never, ever get tired of watching a Jedi deflect blaster fire with a, Isn't it cool? with a sword. Yeah. Like it, 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 it gives new meaning to the phrase. Like you brought a sword to a gunfight. Yeah. And I, a, I love it. Very man. special sword though. <laughs> but it's so cool. Um, to, just to watch, um, you know, 11 or 12 different blaster fire bolts all hitting Anakin at the same time. And he's just, you know, yeah. with ease, not, not even thinking about it, just firing all of them back at him. Um, yeah. I just, I love watching that kind of thing. Um, I do miss Ahsoka. I hope that he's, I hope that she is in the next episode and takes presence in a lot of the season. I've heard, again, I haven't watched. I've just, you know, part, part of like researching for this episode of Disney plus reviews and watching, even just watching the first two episodes of season seven is kind of spoiling me on like, okay, well now I know what happens in four, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's been that pronounced like um, that a major character has died or like they haven't really gone into anything like that. So, you know, I don't feel like I'm completely spoiled, but one thing that I did read is that Ahsoka either in season five or season six has like a, a serious falling out with specifically Anakin. Mm-hmm. And I think completely disconnects from him. Like she's like, I'm not your Padawan anymore. Like, you know, you go your way. I'll go. I think mine. She sees a lot of darkness in him at that point. I think is what happened. And yeah. Then, she's so close to him. Yeah. And then he does, he's starting to do some things that aren't very much like him. Yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. Like in, in season three, she is very much, um, Anakin's shadow in almost every way. Like I, I think there's in season three, she's already second guessing some of the things that he does and definitely, um, uh, doesn't agree with some of his decisions, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say she's anywhere close to disowning him. No. And so that must happen in season five or season six stuff. I haven't got to yet, but I'll be interested to see how they treat Ahsoka in season seven. And hopefully I, you know, I can kind of catch up a little bit in the meantime, but when she comes back in, I'm assuming that she is not going to even want to be in the same room. As no, him. he'll be, they'll so. be at odds. There's going to be something because it, I mean, it all builds to that, the final stuff that happens. Yeah. So pretty exciting. So very cool. Uh, what else have you been watching on Disney plus? Oh, uh, we, um, what? No, we, uh, we watched, like I said, we watched, uh, monsters Inc recently. We watched, um, I went back and watched some Star Wars stuff on there, and uh, it's been pretty good. I mean, it's just it's like the live action mm-hmm, movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, definitely watched. Um, I always love watching Empire Strikes Back. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a top. It's a top ten favorite movie of all time. I in general. Yeah, overall, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Of any movie, um, all genres. So <coughs> just it's so probably good. top ten for me too. Well, just the way they did it, and when they did it. I mean, 1980, they're making that movie. That's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can make that movie now, sure. But back then, unbelievable. So. Well, the storytelling, the characters, yeah. the, the the plot. I, I just I love that movie. Sure. Um, I you, need to go back and watch. Been, what have you been watching? Uh, you said you have not been watching much, but you did. You did show me something that was not. It's Disney. It's not on Disney Plus that you and Jordan have watched. Yeah, it's it's not on Disney Plus. I'm assuming the first season will come to Disney Plus once it has wrapped on live television. I uh-huh. think they're kind of doing the Hulu thing where doesn't Hulu do this where like yeah. current season you can't watch but you can watch all the previous seasons. Yes. So, um like I know Arrow and The Flash are like that. It's like you have to wait mm-hmm. till the season ends mm-hmm. and you can watch it. You can yeah. binge it all at the same time. The first season of The Rocketeer is a show for it's for children. It's not for Small adults. Children. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Disney Junior, so it's preschool you know, yeah. maybe age five, but six I is, liked the Rocketeer movie. Yeah. The Rocketeer TV show is, um, 
in the same world as the original 1991, the Rocketeer mm-hmm. that came out. Uh, I don't remember what her relationship is. I don't even know that she is blood related to the original Rocketeer, but uh, it stars a girl, a mm-hmm. young girl this time. And one of the, the reasons that I haven't, I didn't mention this to you before we hit record, but one of the reasons I really enjoy watching it, even though I have, I know it has no correlation whatsoever is it reminds me a lot of Riri Willett. Riri Williams, her name is really hard to say. Uh, she is Ironheart in the comics oh, that's cool. right now, the comic books. And she basically, um, spoilers for the comics, I guess, if you haven't uh, read Iron Man, caught up on Iron Man the last couple of years. But he dies at one point, um, Tony Stark does. And then Riri actually takes his place as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Like they, she, they continue to call her Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she starts calling herself Ironheart. Tony Stark, of course, like all good comic book heroes, comes back from the dead. And he takes the Iron Man mantle again. And then she got her own comic. So there actually is a comic book that you can pick up on shelves today called Ironheart. And it is, I mean, the Rocketeer and Iron Man are not that far apart. Like it's it's basically a suit that you put on that makes you fly. Yeah. (laughs) So um, uh, watching... Well, even though I know it's not Riri, it reminds me a lot of Riri Williams from the comics watching the, the Rocketeer TV show. Yeah. And so um, Jordan loves it. She, it's I think there are only 11 episodes into season one in, on live television on, on Disney Junior. I don't know what day it airs. Uh, we watch it on YouTube TV. But uh, eventually this will come to Disney Plus and I recommend it. It's, it's cool. pre- pretty good, especially if you have young children. Um, pretty awesome. It, it's, it's, it brings that superhero fantasy without... Uh, the violence or some of the the more adult themes. Yeah, of, yeah. Of comic books. And it's not just necessarily a Marvel animated thing that you'd watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's different because we, that's all we've seen for the last five years of our lives is superheroes equal Marvel or some sort of DC, and you know, yeah. nice to have something different. Uh, Jordan watched uh, Tangled for like the 18th time in the last couple <laughs> months. We, wa- we watched that again last night. Cool. Uh, I I I wasn't really watching. I was doing our taxes. Uh, the in the last week obviously i've mostly been watching clone wars i did want to talk about one scene in one episode which you will really love to to mm-hmm. hear, hear about i know this is an episode you, you've seen but you may not remember it mm-hmm. there's a scene which i thought was so ingenious it reminded me of mandalorian and that's why i want to talk about it on the show they are it's in season three it's uh, probably around episode 15 or so they are going into um into maybe actually this might be the Invasion of the Citadel, actually, where mm-hmm. Echo ends up dying. Counter, is it, it is. Like, I think it is. Attack, the is it Citadel. Counterattack. I think. It's yeah, called. it's it, Counterattack is the one where Echo dies. I think it's the episode right before it, or maybe two episodes before it. They're going in, and and they are um, being the 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 ship is being the transport ship is being piloted by droids, so that they can sneak they can sneak in. It's basically, uh, hey, there's nothing to see here, type of thing. Yeah, and so they're going in to this planet. Um, RTD2 is on the ship and three uh, battle droids that they've reprogrammed are flying the ship and they have all these humans, Jedi and clones and stuff like that that are on the ship, but they know that their heat signatures, like their um, whatever signatures that they give off, they'll be able to be scanned and see that there are humans on the ship and they'll get shot down. So they end up um, flying under the radar, literally with their heat signatures by freezing all of them in carbonite. And I, I thought that was so ingenious to watch. They, like, they literally, it looks like Empire Strikes ba- Back, the scene where Han is going like, shh, like down under under the the floor and like comes back up. All of them co- go down at the same time. It's like, 
five or six of them. Anakin is one of them. Obi-Wan is one of them. They all go kind of down under the floor, all come back up completely encased in carbonite. And then they load them onto the cargo bay part of the, Mm -hmm. of the transport ship. And that's how they get through the radar. It's awesome. Yeah. They're all frozen in carbonite. So it doesn't look like there's any humans on the ship. And then they, they thaw them when they get behind enemy lines and go to town. It's cool. It's pretty cool. It's awesome, man. It's Um, awesome. So yeah, uh, highly recommend Clone Wars. Obviously, if you're listening to this show, you probably already love Clone, Clone Wars, but the original seasons are just as good, honestly, as, as season seven, if you're enjoying that. So uh, let us know what else you want to hear about on this podcast. Uh, send us in your review or something else that you've watched on Disney+. Plus. We'd love to include you in the show. Or if you want to correct us on anything that we got wrong, I'm sure we got several things wrong today. Uh, Disney Plus reviews at hotmail.com is the way to do it. We, like I said at the beginning of the show, we are every other episode, I think, of the show going to talk about Clone Wars because we talked about two episodes and, you know, 45, 50 minutes. And I, I just think it's going to make for a better show if we just have more to talk about mm-hmm. as opposed to just a little 22 minute episode. So next week, we are going to do Flight of the Navigator, right? Yes, let's do it. So I've not seen Flight of the Navigator in a long time. It's been yeah. a long time for me, too. The movie came out at like that perfect, perfect age for us. Mm-hmm. Jack and I yes. were born in the same year, 1979. The movie came out in 1986, which is like the perfect age yes. for this movie to hit, yes. hit our radar. Mm-hmm. And so I know like both of us loved it when we were uh, kids. Um, I, I remember having the VHS tape. We wore the crap out of that VHS tape, watched it probably a dozen times mm-hmm. as we were growing up. But I've not seen it in probably at least 22, 24 years. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested to go back to it and see how, how well it holds up. So uh, if you're old, like Jack and I are, and watch this movie when it first came out in theaters... Um, go back and watch it with us. We'll have a good discussion about it next week. If you've never seen Flight of the Navigator, I bet there's probably people that are listening to this podcast that have never even heard of watch Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Watch it. It's very, it's a very interesting thing. Um, it's basically a human kid that uh, has to pilot this alien ship. Yeah. So don't give it away though. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. And well, and then Alf comes out of the ship and Alf's Alf, not in it. Oh, sorry. I thought Alf was in it. Sorry. <laughs> Very contemporary Wrong. with Alf, though. Uh, Gordon Shumway from Melmac. <laughs> Alf is here. So, th- so that's same what, year, basically. <laughs> yeah. So aliens were a big deal. So then. we are going to do a 2020 review of the 1986 movie Flight of the Navigator on the show next week. Uh, come back in two weeks um, if you want to hear some more Star, Star Wars cool. Clone Wars talk. And um, I think we mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but that's even more of a salient point now. But uh, in three weeks' time, not on Saturday, but on Sunday, Sunday. March the 22nd, we're doing a live panel at Planet Comic Con. If you're in the Kansas City area or can get to the Kansas City area, especially if you like going to Comic Cons, we're doing a live show at Planet Comic Con this year, March 22nd. It's at like 1 p.m.? 2.30. 2.30 p.m. 2.30 p.m on that Sunday. So uh, you obviously do have to get admission to the con, mm-hmm. to the convention itself. Yes. Uh, I think it is in, a little cheaper on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. If you're only going to go on Sunday, you, you'll save money. But um, John I, Cleese is at this this year. There's several. We'll go over the list. Next, yeah. next week, we'll talk about who else is at the con. We'll have con. to figure out who's there on which days because I don't know if John Cleese is there on Sunday. We'll just assume he is. I talked to him <laughs> this morning. Okay, good. He thinks, he thinks he's there. He's going to look at his schedule. Okay, sweet. We're friends. Uh, so Jack and I are obviously going to go to, are going to go to the convention and kind of experience it all weekend and have fun. But uh, we are doing a live show and we hope that you attend if you're listening to this. Be so. Awesome. All right, that's it for this episode. We will see you next week for some flight of the navigator talk. You're the navigator. You're the navigator. That reminds me always reminds me of <laughs> Last Starfighter. You ever watch that movie? No, not Disney, but 
What a great movie. I love it. Anyway, you're, you're the Starfinder. They, yeah, you're the... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys.